Coming up, Disney lays off more executives. Uh, Disney bus driver is awarded more than $1 million in a settlement. And Diane Disney Miller, Walt's eldest daughter, passed away last week at age 79. We'll talk some more about that. And we're also going to share our favorite things to do at Walt Disney World for the holidays. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 662, for the week of November 26th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Whether it's a trip to Disney's Olani Resort in Hawaii, a Disney cruise, an Adventures by Disney vacation, or a visit to Disneyland or Walt Disney World, Dreams Unlimited has the agents that specialize in all of it. For more information or for a no-obligation quote on your next Disney vacation, visit them on the web at www. Dot dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I am your host Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi, Kevin Close, <laughs> Teresa Eccles, <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Back in the production nook, we have a full house producer, that's not the production nook, uh, pr- producer Dustin West with his Sunglasses on. Uh, associate producers Sean Thomas. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who Sean is that? Thompson and Craig Williams. We call them Shane Thomas and uh, Greg Wills. Greg, Shane, Greg, and Justin. Shane, Greg, and Justin, yes. Um, so. <laughs> it's no direction. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very good. Very good. <laughs> They're a rock. They're a popular group of boys. Yes, I get it. I get it. You see what I did there? I see what I did there. I did that. That was. Wow, that joke needed explanation for Teresa. That's sad. That's sad. All right, so it is great uh, to be here. We are. uh, Some of us are just off a Royal Caribbean cruise. We were on with some of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents this past week. We had a great time. I think we did. I had a I had a lot of fun this trip, and I enjoyed the freedom. Even though it was work, we had a lot of fun this trip. I enjoyed the freedom. One of the shows I want to do in the beginning of the new year is a DCL versus Royal Caribbean comparison. I think uh, a death match. A death match. Yes, <laughs> yes. But kind of like what I did with uh, Norwegian my my uh, Alaska cruise on Norwegian and my Alaska cruise on Disney. Kind of do the same thing, but uh, kind of compare RCL, RCCL, and awesome. So, I think that'd be great. Um, we have some things to. Uh, talk about in housekeeping. Uh, this is one of those things where I need to ask for your your help. It's a personal favor, um, personal favor to the to me and to the show. Uh, I know uh, many of you remember uh, Ben, Ben from the podcast, who came on last year and did this amazing segment for us, uh, talking about being autistic and what it was like for him when he would visit Disney World. It was probably one of the best segments, if not the best segment we've ever done. And people still talk about it to this day. Well, Ben has uh, uh, in school, he's obviously in high school, and he is, uh, for a class that he's taking, he had to enter a contest uh, to show his work. Uh, The topic of the contest is distracted driving. Uh, Big issue right now, people texting and driving. Um, I see it all the time. I see people all the time. I actually scream out the window at people. (laughs) I'm sure you do. and so he was asked uh, as part of this class to enter into this contest where they had to uh, basically draw, uh, you know, an image of 
you know, something to promote. Kind of like an advertising. An advertising, thank you. Um, that, I, I really said that. I spoke that very good. Um, <laughs> um, top prize uh, in his category is $500 as well as money to his school. This is being sponsored by Allstate Insurance. Uh, voting goes on until December 11th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can vote daily until then. And it's not limited to one vote per person, so you can keep voting. You do have to register to vote, so please take the time to do that. Um, the 10 submissions with the highest votes will then proceed to the finals uh, that will be voted on by judges from all state. And the winner will be announced on January 22nd, 2014. Uh, for those watching the video show, we have up on the screen right now the, the page and the uh, image. We can't really see it too well that Ben did. It's, uh, it's, I really encourage you to go out and take a look at it. He did a brilliant job with it. Um, and I'm really proud of him, and he really wants to win this. So if you could show him your support, please, and go and give him votes. I normally don't like doing this, but it's men, and um, Ben's real special to us, and we want to support him, and we want to show him we love him. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's had to overcome a lot uh, in his life, and he's done, it, he's done it with such grace, and everybody saw that on the podcast, um, how well-spoken he was, how well he communicated. Uh, what that experience was like for him. And that's not something we get to hear often. Sometimes it's difficult for kids in that situation to put their feelings into words. And he did it so beautifully in that show. And I want to make sure we put a link in the show notes page to the Ben show uh, this week so that people can go back and take a look and understand why I'm, I'm asking you to show, show him your support. So we'll have a link to all of this on the show notes page. Plus, we're going to be putting it up on Facebook as well sometime later today. So if you could do that for me, I would really appreciate it. So, I also think it's good. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. It's a great message. But I also think his artwork is good. It's really good. He did, he did an amazing job. I mean, he did an amazing job with it. I'm not asking for you to vote for him because, just because he's Ben, but I certainly want that. But also because this was really creative and really, really well done. Um, so go take a look at it. Like I said, show notes page, disunplugged.com. Uh, you'll find a link to all of that. Uh, also on disunplugged.com, you will find... Our Disneyland edition, hosted by Tom Bell and his amazing team. Coming up this week, Nancy Johnson has the final part in her Legoland series. And special guest Denise Hawkins talks about the youth education series and other behind-the-scenes stores that she's experienced at Disneyland. Um, I also want to encourage everybody to go back, if you didn't get a chance to, listen to last week's Disneyland show. Uh, Michael Bowling did a beautiful tribute uh, to Diane Disney Miller. And I think... uh, you, you know, it's, you should go back and listen to that. That was in last week's show. And uh, so if you, can, if you get a chance, please go listen to that. And I also just want to plug for subscribers on our YouTube channel. We're, we're rocking and rolling with YouTube. Um, Craig just put up a ride-through of the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. And you did an awesome job with that. Thank you. That's a tough, tough attraction to film. And you got it. You got it. You did a great job. Well, you sat there. I sat there. I watched it all the way through and was like, oh, my God, this looks great. Thank you. I mean, it was torture having to go on Haunted Mansion Holiday three times. <laughs> See, I told you he, he did multiple. Uh, he did multiple takes yeah. with that. Um, and that. Yeah. So that, great job with that. Great job with that. That just went up on our YouTube channel. You want to find out when we put stuff like that up on YouTube. All you need to do is subscribe and you'll get notified every time we add new videos, which is like by 14 times a day. So. 
that is what I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? I have a couple of things for housekeeping. Uh, first, we uh, I want to put out a um, a uh, request for request for prayers and good thoughts. One of our Dreams Unlimited travel agents has had a health crisis, a health scare this week. Carol Annette. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics. She's asked that we not, but um, we hope you guys keep her in your thoughts and prayers, and we're hoping that she does well this week. Um, my second housekeeping is I have a surprise. I have some news about our backstage magic coming up in December that even Pete doesn't know about. Okay. I, uh, I never do. He never does. I, I, I tell people all the time, and they laugh, and they think I'm kidding. They just roll me out for parties. <laughs> I have no idea what's going okay, on. Okay, Liz. <laughs> it's, it's what it's gotten to. We have two two things are going to happen on our backstage magic coming up this December. Uh, first of all, Frank. Uh, Frank. Uh, Fred. I don't know his name. Fred, Fred. from. Fred Zapala. From. Adventures, Adventures by, by Disney. Disney. Is going to be joining us this are, trip. Are you two having a stroke? We are. <laughs> In tandem. <laughs> did, did, you, did you know this? Is that why you're talking? Yeah, yeah, that I know. Okay, so that you know. We also have a very special guest joining us. We're going to have Marty Sklar. Oh, really? Join us for the parade watching in Disneyland. Everyone who's on our trip is going to get Marty's new book, and Marty's oh, going to cool. do a book signing for us. Awesome. Wow. So, really excited about very that. When nice. we do the parade, ABD picks <laughs> this really choice spot and sets up benches, and everybody else who's crammed up along the curb looks at us with absolute envy that's why they do it uh, they do and they have little tasers to get you back <laughs> <laughs> don't bother the abd folks so we're excited that marty's going to be joining us and hopefully you know maybe other trips future trips we can get him to join us as well awesome but we always like to do new and different things so who knows what we'll do in the future okay awesome anything else for housekeeping i do me too but go first okay i just wanted to mention um that we have a a thread on the uh, Diz Unplug board about when, when all the um, Give Kids the World events are for next year. So if you want to plan your social calendar in advance, um, December the 3rd is Giving Tuesday. Um, we have a, a link. We'll have a link up that you can help Give Kids the World. They've all been challenged to raise additional money. And Giving Tuesday comes after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So now there's um, Giving Tuesday that a lot of organizations participate in so um you know if you could help us out our if you donate on our site it's going to be credited to give kids the world so it helps on both ends so if you could whatever you can spare you know it would be greatly appreciated and then i'm doing hand signals okay and then finally <laughs> i didn't know Teresa was going to be here but i have this note that i got from <laughs> from justine and um, I just wanted to, we always talk about how it just takes $10 and if 10 people do it. And this, she sent me this this morning and she said, I just wanted to let you know that my dancers raised $200 for Give Kids of the World during their recital this past weekend. We had a very small group of about 48 kids, but a dollar from each ticket uh-huh. sold to the recital was allocated to this donation. Tara was nice enough to send me a copy of the song written by the Nova Scotia group for Give Kids the World, which we performed as the recital finale. Oh, my God. So this shows you how all these communities are connected together. Unbelievable. As soon as I get a copy of the video, I'll let you see it. Oh, absolutely. I explained to my girls what Give Kids the World was about. I had them record their holiday wish, and we played them to be... We played them between dance numbers. I was surprised that many of them actually understood what I told them about Give Kids the World. And instead of wishing for a new toy, they wished for sick kids to get better or for families to be together at Christmas. 
I teach nope. at a community there center. Goes Teresa. Most of my kids range in age from three to nine. I'm really proud of them. And she's going to be sending the check out. So thank you, Justin. Oh, that that's is awesome. amazing. And awesome. for those not watching the, uh, the video version, we were putting up a picture of uh, these beautiful little girls uh, in their recital. So that's that's fantastic, and that's exactly what we wanted, you know, from the beginning with this. And it doesn't have to be something big. No, it doesn't. It's a dollar at a time, and but and you change those kids too. Yes, and you've it, it's about awareness. It's about awareness of what Give Kids the World does, and that's even an even bigger battle for them than raising money and that getting the word out about, you know, like Pam Landworth said to me at one point, if people don't know we're here, we can't help them. And so we need to get the word out. We're not going to. We, they turn no one away. They turn no child away. Um, so then you hear stories like this. This is exactly what I talk. I meant when I said you know I wanted the community to pick up the ball. I wanted our our community to pick up the ball and run with it. Come up with ideas like this. Come up with things to do like this. Two hundred dollars. That's fantastic. Can I just plug something before you go at the end? I just want to remind people that there will be a donation basket at Dizapalooza for all of the little items that were on the wish list. And you can go to the, the webpage, or the Diz Unplugged webpage, and find the items that uh, Give Kids the World is looking for. There will be a donation basket as you come into the party or inside the party. We're still not sure where that's going to be, but one of us should be able to point you to it. Yeah. Awesome. And I just wanted to say, too, when I d- we're going to talk a little bit about it later, but... When I was on the bus for the, the NASA event last week, it was really funny because there was this lady talking about Henry Landworth and what, mm. what he did with the astronauts. And I just thought, wow, how cool is this? My Disney world comes together with my NASA world and give kids the world. It doesn't get better wow, than that. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, t- uh, Kathy's going to tell us a little bit more uh, later in the show about the experience she had out at NASA last week, which is really, really, really cool. She got to do some really cool things, so... Um, great. Uh, Teresa, you said you had. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, you had put out the call that we were going to do a cookie swap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, we've been getting some recipes We have in. been getting some recipes I wondering in. what that was about. Well, you're going to, everyone, we got to pick a recipe, and you're going to cook it and bring it to the show. <laughs> Did I mention that? Did he mention that you were involved? Is this, Kevin will be kissing. Is famous Amos one of the recipes? No. That's my recipe some coming on those tubes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was really, we've got a lot of good recipes yeah, coming in. We need to figure out who's going to do what. and and I'm going to volunteer you i'm volun- okay i'm gonna let you know what you're gonna cook then. okay okay <laughs> and my second uh, rapid fire is today i received my 25 25 year pin for being married to an ankles <laughs> 25 wow. years wow congratulations <laughs> it's a big feet took uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, hard work i'm married to an ankles <laughs> hi Teresa. so yeah sounds like a reality show i know 25 years congratulations 25 years awesome. congratulations a few of them were really good so you know <laughs> <laughs> wow the middle years yeah so i talked to him on the way over here I, you know because he works nights. So, you know, we spoke last night before he went to work. And when I was on my way over here this morning, I said, he said, did you get me anything? I said, yeah, the, I guess a promise for 25 more years. Well, hopefully that's the gift, the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> 25 more years with me, dude. So hopefully he'll, Is there you know, a receipt? He'll continue, he'll continue to evolve and, you know, at some point. That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, I have a, a little joy to share. Um, I um, maybe it's a weird way to put it, but um, for anybody who's around our age, um, you know, looking at you know this side of fifty, or on that side of fifty, uh, you remember back in the mid seventies when Monty Python started airing on television, the United States, time. 
And no, it wasn't. No, it's not here because it wasn't before mine. Um, but uh, the, um, yeah, you know, I was a huge Monty Python fan. And uh, like I said, I was on the cruise last week and I didn't realize the tickets for the reunion tour uh, at the O2 Arena in London had gone on sale Saturday. Sold out in 43 seconds. Wow. I managed to score three of them. Ooh, good wow. for you. And so on July 4th, I will be seeing the five surviving members of Monty Python. That's our next wow. film. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm very, very cool. excited that yeah, we got a chance to cool. see, uh, you know, John Cleese and Eric Idle. All those. No, not twenty four years. I'm not see, a, I'm a huge you Monty Python fan. I'm a massive Monty Python fan. And we'll do your silly walk. That was my least yeah. favorite. I do a lot of references in the house, and he just shakes his head. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't get it. But it was just really never cool. my thing. Oh, love it. Love it. So, yeah. Snaps I'm so happy for about that. Snaps for Pete. Really? There was a special. Was it on PBS or BBC a couple years back where they did a reunion and it was hysterical? Yeah. Where they all sat around and talked. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh, Very excited. Congratulations. July. Get to go back to London again in July. Yay. So, all right. That was all I had. Excellent. We're going to move on to the news. All right. Our first news story Diane Disney Miller, Walt's daughter, dies at age 79. Diane Disney Miller, Walt's oldest daughter, died last Tuesday, November 19th, at the age of 79. Miller's death is being attributed to complications from a fall she suffered last September in her home in Napa, California. She's survived by her seven children and husband of 59 years, Ron W. Miller, former CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Miller was born on December 18th, 1933, in Los Angeles, the daughter of Walt and Lillian Disney. She grew up in Los Feliz area in the Homeby Hills. She married Ron Miller in Santa Barbara on May 9th, 1954, and they have seven children. Miller is, well, is a well-known philanthropist and has spent her life raising money for various charities and organizations. Two of her most widely recognized projects are the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles and the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. Uh, kind of sad because I don't think this is something that was expected. I mean, as a result no, of a fall. No, I don't I mean, think she was in, bad, in, in poor health. And uh, so that is sad. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about, you know, you talk about uh, the concert hall and the Walt Disney Family Museum. Tremendous legacy she left right. with that. And she was a good steward. She was a good steward of the family legacy. So, Well, who's in this uh, next generation? Is there any uh, names floating around? I don't, I don't know the grandchildren well, uh, that well. Well, I think the thing, though, is that there's not been a Disney involved in a Disney company in many years. So I don't know if any of the, even the grandchildren have any kind of I think they're very philanthropic, but I think they're quiet about it. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. as far as Walt Disney Company, per se, I don't think any of them have a hand None in it. None of them are working on Main Street, though. <laughs> right, Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I know you said it earlier too, but uh, Michael did an excellent job. Michael Bowling um, talking about Diane Disney Miller, um, just because him and Carol had a lot of opportunities to actually meet her at the Walt Disney Family Museum, and uh, so he threw in a bunch of like firsthand stories about his interactions with her, and I, he even admitted that the last time they saw her, like she was taking steps two at a time. She was in. Very good shape. So it just after the fall, it kind of all came wow. as a shock. That's so. such a shame. But he, his piece on it's really excellent. I mean, I don't think any of us could do it justice because I don't think any of us have ever met no. her. So no. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Take a listen to Michael Bowling's, uh 
tribute to Diane Disney Miller. It was really, really nice. So, all right. All right. Continuing with our upbeat stories. Three Disney executives laid off. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on. Three more executives have been laid off from the Walt Disney Company's theme park division. This makes six total in the past few months. Rick Continelli, Senior Vice President of Park Sales and Services for the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, was one of the most recent layoffs. Continelli was in charge of the Disney Institute, Youth, Military, Weddings, and Sports Programming, and Disney's convention business. In addition to his everyday duties, Continelli also represented Disney on the Visit Orlando tourism team. Carl Holtz, president of the new vacation operations for Disney Parks, will take over control of the Disney Institute. Because he's taking over everything. Mm-hmm. They are putting everything under Carl Holtz. However, it's Disney Institute. I... It's not like it's, you know. <laughs> real. It's not like it's, it's not, not like it's real. It's not a real thing. <laughs> no, but you know what? I, it's just like yeah. Well, pretty pretty soon, like Carl Holtz is going to be in charge in, in charge of like the cups. <laughs> you know, it's like, stacking the cups at the resorts. He's like, like in charge Holtz. of everything. We're also hearing some rumors. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I've got from good sources there are going to be some. I think there's going to be some significant shakeups. I don't have it on this news story. I have other names, but just came out. Was uh, Pixar laid off a whole bunch of people too? No, I'm on on our side oh, of the of the world. Uh, I think in Walt Disney Travel, um, you're going to see some pretty uh, wow. some pretty big shakeups in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other two layoffs came from the Information Technology Group. Laura Hall and Alan Fazio were vice presidents in this field and had been with the company for over 20 years. Disney also announced the restructuring of the Animals. Science and environment team. No positions were laid off from this change. Other jobs just recently included two. Re- other jobs lost recently include two research employees and one internet group employee. These were due to a reorganization that combined the sales and marketing groups, which makes no sense to me. In addition to the executives who've been laid off, three other executives have recently left the company as well. Former vice president of global park operations and planning. Brian Britton left to take a position as chief operating officer at Levi Restaurants. Two other Disney executives are now employed by NBC Universal. Huh. Isn't that funny? We were talking about that a few weeks ago. They're going to start poaching executives. I said that a few weeks ago. They're poaching executives. They're going to keep doing it. You're going to see more people from Disney making the move over to Universal. This is part of Universal's strategy. They're not bringing over mid-level managers now. They're starting to poach people who have been instrumental in carrying out the things that Disney has done over the past 10 years. And they're bringing that talent, that executive talent, into into NBC Universal. And, and guess what? If you see your peers start to get laid off and NBC approaches you and says, I have a job for you, you're, you're going to go. Yes. Right, exactly. So, now, please. The Diz boards was supposing that the two IT people that got canned were because of magic bands that... Maybe not all's well in Magic Band Land. I think that's. I think that's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. I <laughs> Magic Band. I you know. I think that's a, a, a just a, a wild supposition to make without having any 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 facts. I don't know that to be true. I don't think the uh, website issues with Magic Band. I mean, I know there have been some. I just don't think they have been so devastating. That you know, yeah, people just, should be fired. I I don't. Yeah. Also, I mean, that has been my experience anyway. I realize there are people who are frustrated with it. I'm not telling you. Please don't send me your emails about how you hate it. I'm just saying my experience. 
you know, I've seen it glitch up. I know it glitches up for, for a lot of people. But, I mean, generally speaking, it's been getting better. And so I don't think that... I don't know that that's true, but you. But Magic Bands just went under parks and resorts for uh, their restructuring. Now it's under that control. So who knows what's, you know, maybe a double job, maybe something that's no longer needed. But IT has been so dicey at Walt Disney World for so long. Oh, yeah, they've that IT's been a very... Uh, I'm sorry, they should have all be fired. <laughs> oh, Burn it down and start over. No. They can't make a website that works. Well, that's different. I mean, that's not the IT at Disney World. That's corporate IT. Okay, then burn that down. Okay. <laughs> so, but I think, you know, I, I think there's uh, going to be a significant a continuation of executives leaving Disney. Um, some executives being promoted within Disney and uh, some changes coming. And I think you're going to start seeing more people. We're going to be reporting more stories over the next six months. I'll predict it now. We will be reporting more stories over the next six months about executives moving over from Disney moving over to Universal. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. There's too much money. Too much money flying into Universal right now. And they need to they need to bring that talent over. They need to bring that talent over. This this is interesting. To me anyway. But, okay. I agree. All right, our final news story. Disney bus driver awarded nearly one million dollars after crash. A Disney bus driver involved in an accident three and a half years ago has been awarded nearly $1 million by a jury. On March 23, 2010, Jean Valentin, 47, was traveling at 35 miles per hour on Epcot Center Drive when his, br- when his bus crashed into the back of an empty tour bus that had stopped in the middle of the road. Valentin's legs were crushed in the accident and he has been un- unable to work since. At the time of the crash, Valentin was cited for careless driving. The jurors in this trial awarded him $970,000 for his injuries, though they still found him partially at fault for the crash. They decided that the, that the driver of the other bus, Deborah Martin, was also at fault for stopping her bus in the road. She testified that she had noticed a, quote, possible mechanical problem with her bus, so she had stopped to check on it and was outside the bus at the time of the crash. Valentine's lawyer said it was, quote, crazy for her to stop in a moving lane of traffic for no good reason, end quote, and that she should have pulled into a parking lot to check on the problem. Seven, the seven passengers on Valentine's bus were transferred to a nearby medical center with minor injuries. Valentine was pinned under the steering wheel and was flown to Orlando Regional Medical Center in critical, critical condition after rescue workers freed him. He has been a busy... He has been a Disney bus driver for 10 years before the accident. Boy, this is convoluted, huh? They say he's at fault, but they gave him money. But not well. He's partially at fault. And so, you know, he probably would have gotten double the award had he not been. I mean, yeah. I mean, why didn't he notice this bus was stopped? Right. Why was, you know. Or why didn't the bus driver in the in the front? Because this happened right outside the turnstile or the mm-hmm. auto plaza. I remember when this happened. And I mean, the parking lot is not really their bus parking lot is not that far away. Why didn't she drive that extra distance? Right, because the, her bus was not incapacitated. There was no right. reason for her to be stopped there. So she doesn't say what the extent of what she thought the mechanical problem was. I mean, did she smell smoke? <laughs> did she think her life was in danger? The bus might have a problem. Yeah, but still, they have to know they can't park. You can't stop a bus unless yeah. it is. It is incapable of movement. 
You can't stop a bus in moving traffic. You can't. Well, I mean, anything. If you're driving down the road in your car, something you get over to the side as quick as you can. Right, right? and put on your hazards if it you have to. It happened you know? to me. It happened to me the literally 15 minutes after I got my license when I was 16 or 17. Um, and I'm driving home, and my brother-in-law's in the car with me, and, and we, my car stalls at a red light, and he gets out to look under the hood. And we're stopped, you know, we're, you know, we're stalled at a red light. And now it's a green light, and this truck comes barreling down, doesn't see, because the car was completely dead. I couldn't even turn the hazards on. And he went right back into, he mm. smashed into the back of the car with me oh still God. in it. And Bob saw it just in time to get out of the way, but, uh, you know, he got off. He got a ticket for that and got off. But so I know. I mean, it's, it's, if you're stopped in traffic, it's, it's very likely that something like that could happen. So this bus driver should have known that. But... You know, it's a shame that guys' legs are useless right. now. Exactly. You know, and really, and is a million dollars a lot? It's not not when you no. can't use your legs anymore. Mm-mm. You know, no. so you know, if he was at fault for whatever he was at fault for, he's paying a dear price for it. He's paying a dear price for it. So I can't begrudge the guy a million dollars no. for the part of it that wasn't his fault. So, all right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. We are going to move on to rapid fire, and we will start with John. All right. Disney's Saving Mr. Banks has been re-edited to, re-edited to remove cigarettes. Up the upcoming, Are you kidding me? No, the upcoming Saving Mr. Banks, which stars Tom Hanks as Walt Disney, has been re-edited to omit any cigarettes. Bob Iger set the company's ban on lit cigarettes in two, 2007, saying this, quote, We expect that depictions of cigarette smoking in future Disney-branded films will be non-existent. Uh, just some background, Walt Disney picked up the habit during World War One and eventually died from lung cancer. Um, however, the question becomes, is Disney smoking a cigarette germane to this story? Yes. Is it, ha- is it really? It because is, actually, yeah. I agree. Do they yes. cover his death in the movie? No, no, no. But there are scenes involving him smoking. Um, and there are things related to that. So, okay. I mean, you see him coughing. Um, and it, there's a, a definite connection between his like health condition. So you, have a dry throat. I know you guys saw an advanced movie. preview of this. Did it have? Was it the re-edited version or was it the no, original version? The original. It we was saw the original. him smoking. The scene hmm. that they took out. The context of it is uh, P.L. Travers comes barreling into the office to talk to him, and he was sitting there smoking, and he freaks out about it because part of Walt, uh, what he wanted, he was almost ashamed of his habit of smoking he didn't want people to know that he did it so i mean it's, it's kind of important because you see his personality really does change and you see another side of walt mm. in it that you wouldn't get to see if this scene isn't in it um, i think it added a lot to like his humanity it showed you that exactly. he was an, a normal person he was a regular guy that right. had faults just along with all the you know the kind of built-up mm-hmm. image of his kind of perfection isn't that that- rewriting history though it, for it is. It is, and it's it's sanitizing history. Well, the only thing, my only point is this: is that I didn't, I haven't seen the movie. I didn't realize that it was something that you thought was a key plot point or drove the story in a certain way. But if it was about Walt's life, then removing the cigarette smoking would do it an injustice because he died from lung cancer. I would imagine, in the way there, you guys are explaining it, is that it's not used in. Like the same way, like Mad Men uses it, where it's just like over the top, constant. It sounds like it's more very, uh, like a crucial beat part of the story. story. Also, to what what point do we sanitize all of history? Right. Do we not say that smoking existed and that Walt Disney never smoked? Yeah, and that's that's my problem with it. 
you know, look, I, I, I realize that it shouldn't be promoted, it shouldn't be glamorized, it shouldn't be trumpeted, it shouldn't be prom- promoted. But that's not what this is. This is a this is a film about something that happened, and it serves yeah. an emotional beat in the plot. I that's what really bugs me about hearing this. Yeah, it's. I mean, for people that don't know, the movie's not about Walt Disney. Tom Hanks is almost more of a supporting character. Yes, that's actually what they're they're pushing for his yeah. Academy Award for supporting actor. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's all about Emma Thompson as P.L. Travers. She's the main star. The story's connected around her, but Walt Disney's in it to try to connect emotionally with her to get Mary Poppins made. Oh. And so any character developments, any change in his personality that he can like prove himself to her is very important to the film. Also, don't forget that they're going to push Tom Hanks for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar because they want good chances of winning. If they promote him in be- the Best Actor category, that yeah. would give him three, and that would be unheard of. And I doubt this performance, no matter how good it is, is strong enough to warrant that. Aren't they I saying, also say, though, his role in the movie is supporting. I mean, you so, can't argue that it's... Right. At least. Yeah, but isn't he gonna, don't they think he's going to be nominated, too, for Captain Phillips? Thanks. Oh, could be. Maybe. Yeah. So. Could be. You know? I mean, I love Tom Hanks. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah, he should really. be given every Oscar that <laughs> they're he actually, wants. actually pushing both him and uh, Colin Farrell for the Best Supporting Actor. Well, which I a, think Colin Farrell absolutely deserves. Oh, and you, uh, you really, you really liked this movie. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. When I first left the theater, I wasn't sure if I liked it more or less than Gravity. Um, just thinking in terms of Best Picture. But after thinking about it, I by, by far it's the best movie of the year. I think for me. I don't think either wow. of those stand yeah. a chance. I know, August Osage County, just because Meryl. No, I think um, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, you think? 12 Years a Slave, Have I you agree. seen that one yet? No, I haven't, but everything I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. That's actually my plan for the weekend. Wow. Um, yeah, I got to start catching up on Oscar bait. Yeah. I should tell you. Um, I would like to see that very much. Well, also, to throw it out there, uh, now that our coverage on Frozen, which you're going to talk about real quickly here, but um, now that we're done with that, we're going to start focusing on saving Mr. Banks. So. Mm-hmm. Keep keep an eye on the blog and our Facebook page and Twitter because we're going to have a lot on saving Mr. Banks coming up. When does the uh, Frozen blog go up? Is it up? Oh, it's been up for a few days. Yeah. Oh, has it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I've been on a sh- ship. Well, we've all been on a ship. You want to hear something interesting? As Adventures by Disney Insiders, we received two free tickets to Frozen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's Did right. You guys got it too. Yeah. Yep. So, is then someone has taken one? Did you get it? Except it's no when good. Did you get it? It's just except it's no good at AMC theaters. Oh, see, I didn't go and look at it. No, you yeah, I haven't no checked my mail in a couple theater. days. <laughs> Mine came yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you've done Adventures by Disney trip, you'll be yeah. getting that. I, I will usually get you also else. have to have signed up for the Adventure Insiders program. Well, I've done yeah. that. I usually get everything else, so I just need to yeah, yeah, you'll get that, then. check my Very mail. Cool. All right, that's my rapid fire. All right, thank you, John. Kevin? I actually have two. Disney's finally released more details on the new restaurant that's coming to the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot. The Spice Road ta- or Spice Road Table will be a tapas restaurant, and it's going to be out along the waterway. Guests will enjoy Mediterranean dishes and specialty drinks. Uh, it's meant to look like the out- an outside cafe. The building is a whitewashed with blue accents. Now, I don't see that as Moroccan. I see that as more Greek, but it's Mediterranean. Um, they're going to be serving tapas, which is means small plates, lots of little plates to make up your dinner. And guests can choose from 120 seats on the terrace and 60 seats indoors. Anything's wow. better than that sit-down restaurant. That's I'm sorry, that's just terrible. I mean, it's, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I don't like I it. Don't like it. I don't like it. I didn't think the food was very good. But that's going to be a huge space. <laughs> 120 seats is a lot. Yeah. It's not, I like the well, fact that they, they can't get them into the restaurant, so they got to try and get money for food and beverage. Somewhere. I also think the idea of offering smaller yeah. 
like you pick and choose how you make an entree is I think that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah. Especially for how rich that food can be and right. how spicy some of that food can be. Well, not everybody's willing to sit down for or commit that much time to a sit-down dinner. Right. I think that's part of the su- 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 success. Well wow. wow. That got stuck, didn't you, it? You spoke it that good. <laughs> the look on your face. It was, it was like, like it wouldn't come out. It's I'm, get, I'm out. getting him a cat scan for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> of the new Mexican pavilion is just that, that they offer smaller dishes that you can... <laughs> I'm, I'm done now. All right. I actually have a second uh, rapid fire. John and I try, uh, signed up for something called Trusted Traveler. Uh, one of our friends, our co-travelers on an adventure, explained what it is. You go to the government website and you fill out a form. It is an extensive form. The government does a background check on you and you have to go to the airport. There is a list of many, many places where you can go for this interview and they do a background screening and you become what's called a trusted traveler. And in the United States, I believe there are 30 or 40 airports now doing it that you would be able to either skip security or your security would be expedited. That means no more shoes, no more coats, no more belts, no more opening your laptop. Don't have to take your laptop out. No more taking your 311 liquids out of (laughs) your bag. Um... The cost was $100 to apply, but then that's the only uh, cost involved in it. That's good for five years. It is good for five years. We asked them what happens at the end of five years, and their response was, we don't know. This is a new program. Nobody's been in it for five years. We'll let you know. Okay. Um, he did explain to us that this is in its infancy, but it is up and running. I've seen it. It's going to be on any Hopefully on every reentry port into the United States. Again, it's new. I know Orlando has it, and I believe Port Canaveral had it, where you reenter the United States and you can buy past customs. Wow. This is going to be very exciting when you're coming back from outside of the United States and you get in that custom line with eight million people. He said one of the ways it's going to work is that you're going to get a we have a trusted traveler number, and you actually put that on your airplane reservation. So your boarding pass will show that, and immediately when you get to that first check-in, they're going to know that you're a trusted traveler. Well, there's a special line for you in trusted right. traveler. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't even go. You don't get into any regular line. You There's right. a special line. But then you. even so, they'll recognize you, and then they'll pass it on to the security agents who... They said eventually the you will get an identification card, and eventually you may be asked to provide that card. <laughs> we were told not to, if when we get it, not to offer it. Because a lot of people won't understand it yet. It's still too new. Not to offer it unless we were actually asked for it. It should be on your boarding pass by the time you do it. Um, we think it's a great, it's going to be a boon to us. So, yeah. did you do the interview already? We did. Yep, we did. We did. Yes, what was that like? It sounds scary. We were very scared. I, I was nervous. I thought, oh, he's going to ask all these questions. All he did was go over our application. He went over our application. He made right? sure everything was right. And he's the one who provided with us with all this additional information. Um, it we was, took our fingerprints. Yeah, you have to be all, fingerprinted, but it's a, not an ink fingerprint. It's all done digitally. Uh, he asked us, what our, he, we, he went over the application to verify that everything was correct. Now, we had already been approved. This was the final step in the approval. And I kind of get the feeling that it's the way they sort of judge you when you're going through security. Like if you're sweating and mopping your brow and, you know, mm-hmm. they, you might draw a flag. I think this was right. all sort of a... Kind of in that range. Let me look at you kind of thing. The website is... The guys are going to put this on the show notes page. It's www.tsa.gov. 
and that will have all of the information. It, as I said, it's good for five years. It's and this is this is different from TSA PreCheck, which is something else that TSA has been experimenting with with certain airlines. I think it's most airlines now. If you're in their uh, frequent flyer uh, club, uh, you can be invited to be part of TSA PreCheck. I had gotten it uh, about a year and a half ago where I, you know, they ask you to just provide some additional information. And I actually save that think to it's you. kind of the same thing. Well, no, I, I, I no, well, pre-check is is one thing. Um, trusted traveler is something else. I think they're putting it all under the same banner they at this might. point. Oh, they might only be. because it says global entry. There's a couple names for it: global entry, trusted traveler, and TSA pre-check. I think it's all. But I've seen. I just want to point out that I've seen at airports where they have global entry and they have trusted traveler lines and th- that airport does not have TSA pre-check. So not all airports have it. So I mean the trusted traveler program when you go through that process you're guaranteed um whereas with TSA pre-check you're not. Um I, I know now they're allowing it for international flights but at one point last year if any part of your itinerary was international you couldn't use pre-check. Um now I understand that they've changed that. I'll find out when I travel next month but uh i've loved tsa pre-check i mean i'm i'm through i'm through i'm literally through security in five minutes i used to have the clear program and it was 80 something a year but here in orlando it was priceless to be able to it was expensive but again it wasn't every airport no right right but it was worth it for living here going through the airport because we we timed it one time that i went through clear and the rest of the family went through the regular line and we saved a half an hour i saved a half an hour Oh, very good. So I think it's a great thing if you travel a lot or you don't want to take your shoes and belt and coat and hat off. Yeah, that's funny. The global entry and TSA pre-check are both on the same uh, same thing. So when we when we applied for it, the only thing that was different was if you were going. There was a special section you had to apply for if you were going to drive a vehicle across international borders. If you were going to drive into Canada or Mexico, there was a special thing that you could apply for. I didn't see either of us doing that ever, so we kind of applied for the big, the all of it, and that was part of it. So I think they've probably put it more under one umbrella now. Right. But again, you got. He said, "Please be patient with us. We're really new at this." And we'll kind of keep you abreast of what's going cool. on. But I good. thought it would be great to be in on the ground floor. Absolutely. Awesome, Kevin. Thank you. Teresa. This weekend, um, November 30th and December 1st, is the 50th annual Space Coast Art Festival. And this is in Cocoa Beach. Um, lots of arts and crafts. There's a there's a, a run, a marathon of some sort. Yes, goes through the Space Center. Yeah. And um, something like 50,000 people are supposed to converge on Cocoa Beach this week. I've actually been to it a couple times. Yeah, I think we're going to go probably Sunday. I have no idea. I can't imagine that Atlantic Avenue coming into town has got to be backed up. Remember the Great Danes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I could get his memory. (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, there you go. Shut up. Banjo's playing. (laughs) I got to turn my phone off, sorry. So, anyway. Katie Lang calling. That's my rapid fire. All right. Thank you very much, Teresa. Kathy? Mine is the House of Blues is having some construction going on. They're building a new stage and adding a barbecue smokehouse. And the ticket window that used to be outside is now inside the store, and it should be finished by the middle of January 2014. And the entertainment that they used to have out on the porch is not going to be there until the construction Uh is done. All right. 
Awesome. Thank you very much, Kathy. Dustin. Yeah, I have a, uh, a rapid fire. It's kind of a <laughs> kind of a rumor. Um, rumors are that the uh, comedy warehouse troupe uh, that is uh, popular at Downtown Disney back in the day, before you know they got rid of Pleasure Island, uh, is going to be returning again this year to um, Hollywood Studios. Last year, the Improv Comedy Show ran from uh, the end of. December to the beginning of January, and it was held in the Premier Theater, which I believe is the theater back uh, where the Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, back there behind um, the uh, the San Francisco. Yeah. Um, So, uh, the (laughs) okay, okay, that was descriptive. No, what is that? New York Street. It was the street behind the lights. Behind what lights? The Osborne lights. Oh, okay. It's back by Lights Motors Action. Right, that that Boring. used to be a, a full theater. Now they just use it for special events. But you know, uh, rumor aren't, rumor is that you know Comedy Warehouse uh, comedy troupe is going to be returning again. Still love the this comedy That's cool. Yeah, so did I. So did I. Awesome. That'd be fun to see. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Shane. Shane Thomas. Um, so Frozen Craig. comes out tomorrow. Yeah, Craig. I have multiple names. Um, Frozen comes out tomorrow in theaters and we got to see it a couple weeks ago and so we put up our full review and it's quite hefty on the blog so you should go read all like 3,000 words that we wrote about the movie is it really 3,000 words I don't think it's quite that much but it is pretty long um, but we love the movie it's it's really yep. good it stands up so well to uh, the recent ones and I, there's there's a lot of hype from it I think that Disney even compared it to uh, like the best Disney Lion animated King film King since, Lion King. since which, Lion King which yeah. is extreme I mean that's those are it's a big big claim but think, it why holds, would they do that? Why but you know what? It holds up. It really does. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it, it does really hold up. So I'm going to go see it again for sure. Yeah. And, you know, the movie comes out. And then I think the one positive thing, uh, you also wrote a blog about all the frozen things that have been implemented in the theme parks now. Um, I think that's going to really start to pick up. I was at Celebrate the Magic last night for the, uh, the Let It Go from Frozen section to see that. And... A couple people understood what it was, but uh, kind of the same way at World of Color Winter Dreams, since that's heavily based on Frozen. But I think after the movie comes out, we're going to see a lot more people like dying to and see all these. Also, the amount of promotion going on around this movie. I was watching like you know uh, the last episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Guilty Pleasure, and they were doing like oh, right. I mean like a review like like, like a. Like you had mem- people from Real Housewives Wasn't of Beverly it like Hills, with Kyle and uh, Kim Richards, yeah, yeah. 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 And talking all of a about they were like, just sitting there talking about it. <laughs> it was weird. That is really weird because Bravo is owned by uh, NBC, NBC, which is that's weird. what I mean. Yeah. It's well, like it, it was kind of like how much does Disney have to pay for that? Really, like Cisco I'm sure not Eber, that much. Like, I'm sure it was yeah, true, really true, true, true. We were also watching MSNBC and the the big Thanksgiving storm weather forecast is brought to you by Disney's Frozen. Yeah, you know that kind of. Is this Josh Gad apparently plays? the snowman yeah he's yeah. Olaf yeah um, he was in the original cast of Book of Mormon right and he's everywhere everywhere so oh we have an inter- uh, interview that yep. uh, Tom Bell did with him on our YouTube channel is this a full <laughs> musical or you laugh it? at you he uh, did uh, he no had... Tom Bell didn't oh who did <laughs> As me. Oh, oh, I thought that was Tom. Uh, so, I did Tom Josh was <laughs> I so did Josh Gad. So did Josh Gad. 
What's that? I get them confused a lot. Yeah. Is Frozen a full musical or is it just a thing? That it's actually music? so the way I I really loved it because it's as if they, they took a full musical and just put it into an animated movie. So like Little Mermaid, Being the Beast, there are songs that like f- like they tell the story, but this almost seems like they wrote a full length musical and then just put it in an animated movie form. I will say the the music stylings are less whimsical than maybe some of the other princess movies have been and more Broadway style. Now, I can't remember if it's the musicians or the lyricists that did so, Book of Mormon. Robert Lopez and uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez, they did um, uh, uh, Finding Nemo the Musical Nemo the in musical. Animal Kingdom. And they also, Robert Lopez did Book of Mormon with okay. uh, the two guys from Right, South It definitely Park. shows. You can, in the music styling, you can definitely oh, hear that. I can't wait to hear it. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, it's fantastic. The music's There's really good. There's a Demi good. Lovato song in the movie too, right? In the credits. In the credits. Yeah. That uh, Sean said uh, was better than Adina Menzel. No, Sean didn't. didn't say that, Dustin. I know. I did. I, was, I know. I was. I would never say that. <laughs> no, I told Dustin, get out of my house. Saying Demi Lovato was better than Adina Menzel in anything. <laughs> There's Please. a vast, vast percentage of our listening audience who probably just doesn't understand this argument. <laughs> uh, I think there's a larger percentage than you may think that does. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, Shane. Uh, Greg. <laughs> okay, so mine is, uh, it was covered on the Disneyland show, but Trader Sam's, uh, one of our favorite hangout spots <laughs> at Disneyland, they added holiday drinks. They've done it basically every year since it's been open, but it's my first time getting to try it. Uh, so in the name of research and making sure everyone knew about it, I had to sample all three holiday drinks. Uh, oh, <laughs> you just did, didn't you? Just before the show. Several just times, show. just before the show. Uh, but I loved it. Um, they had the Meli Kaliki Mocha, which was a coffee liqueur drink, and uh, Gorilla Nog, and... Um, one other one. It's all fun holiday names. And Where do they get the Gorilla Nog from? You don't want to know. But um, <laughs> hey, no, it, it was excellent. Um, it's just a little bit of what I experienced with uh, out at Disneyland. The Red Nose Zebra, I believe. The Red Nose Zebra, yeah. yeah. They, they were really fun, but um, that's just a little bit. The Disneyland show talked all about everything that's going on the holidays. Um, and once again, for our YouTube channel, I've. I still have like four more videos to put up from Disneyland in the holidays. I've already had uh, like 10 different ones go up. Uh, I, I believe we have the best world of color winter dreams video on the internet right it's now. Incredible. And it's finally, it's finally live after some issues, but we, we have the best one. So I urge everyone to go out and watch all of it. And there's a couple of scenes that you pulled out and made individuals uh, videos yep. for, which and, yeah. are really good. There's now a couple more a too. ton of great holiday videos up on the site right now, up on our YouTube channel. Um, Craig's done an amazing job getting them up this year. Um, so, all right, that is going to do it for Rapid Fire. And uh, as I said, rather than doing a separate segment this week, um, we are just kind of going to extend our new show um, because uh, you know I got to clean my house and start <laughs> cooking um, everybody's everybody's busy this week we all got pain yeah. also the Effie. cruise we're having trouble catching up from the cruise like we're still we just got yeah, packed I, I, yeah, I think um, I brought other people's laundry home with me I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, asked everybody to spend some time thinking about their three favorite things to do at Walt Disney World for the holidays. And um, I imagine that many of us will have uh, some of the same things uh, that we love to do, but uh, I just thought it would be a good discussion to have what our three favorite things are, uh, the holidays at Walt Disney World. And I'm looking right at you, Mrs. Eccles. Mm -hmm. 
I start with me? I'm starting with you. She's thinking about anniversarying. Yes, that's what I'm thinking about. Hmm. Okay. Um, Osborne Lights. Is that number three or number one? Oh, Lord. <laughs> rank them. I have to rank them? You have to rank them. Who all went to Osborne Lights this year? I haven't I been yet. I understand that every night has been a madhouse. That's it's always a madhouse. I've never been But like there. more so than usual for some reason. I haven't heard. The holiday crowds are definitely in now. Um, I mean, we are gone. I've been gone for like two weeks straight now, but I went last night to do that and then go to Magic Kingdom after. And I, I was hitting people with my tripod. Um, I was stepping on babies. All oh. sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my. Is a story yeah, he really is a storyteller. Did you hurt um, a baby? He so, baby with a tripod. So, Teresa, go ahead. Okay, so I, I've had to rank him, then take that one off, because that's, I'm not, I was just like okay. throwing him out in a random order. Well, you don't have to do that. Okay, well, I'm not going to rank him then. Okay, um, Osborne Lights, because it snows, and I, I love sparkly lights. Okay. Um, going to Downtown Disney. I just like to go shopping at Downtown Disney, because there's music's playing, it's festive doesn't cost anything unless you're shopping, unless you're actually buying something. So I just love downtown Disney. And the main one I like this year, and I've done it numerous times already, is the Jingle Cruise. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a little a little touch that I think, personally, I think every attraction in the park should have a little Disney, a little Christmas version. I think. I don't know why they can't do that, but. It's the well, I don't know why they can't decorate the rest of the park for Christmas. Well, I know that's I mean, why I like that's why I like this. I mean, the the queue is cute. It's got lots of little. I also think it's something different for us. It is different because it's different. It's new. It's exciting. So yeah. I think it's cool. They were giving out a poster, a limited edition poster. I, know. I wish I could over the weekend. But I do like the Jingle Cruise. So that's my what kind theory. of poster. It's cool. Yeah. Did you get extras? No. Well. <laughs> way to think of us. For you. <laughs> <laughs> So that's fine. Simple. To the point. Can I have 11? One of those other things I like, too, but that's just off the top of my head. Where do you like to eat for like over the holidays? Like, is there a particular restaurant or a particular spot that you think kind of makes you feel more in the spirit um, eating there? Not really. I'd not per se any specific, specific meal, but I do. I do always stop by the bakery during the holidays because they've always got fun little you know festive holiday offerings see i love le cellier at the holidays i just think there's something about the space it's very cozy that really lends itself well, to, that, to go there so to that feel oh. oh you've never been there Mm-mm. wow poor Teresa. i know really i'm sad i have a sad life um but yeah i think like for me like le cellier is that, that restaurant that is just you know of all the restaurants at disney maybe yachtsman um but uh definitely le cellier it I like Chefs de France for that same reason. Chefs de France, yeah. The col- the light in there is so good. Everybody looks good in Chefs de France. Yeah. The light is special. It is great. And I like the idea that you can see outside. And it's kind of like, you know, they've decorated it for Christmas and you're watching people shop, Christmas shop. And it's- yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Teresa. Kathy, what about you? What are your favorite um, things I'm to do? S- sort of agreeing with Teresa on her choices, but um, we got to see the glow with the show ears the other night at the Osborne lights. And if there were ever, you know, you can see it at magic kingdom, but it seems at Hollywood studios, it's more intimate that the lights, you know, more people have the ears on. 
it's just a better experience. So a lot of people have the yes, the show ears on? they do. And then a lot of people have been fascinated. You know, they have the display stands, and everybody watches the glow with the show ears on the display stand sync with the music. So that was fun. Where do they have those? In the shops? Yeah, along the street. Oh. So we, I like that. Um, another thing that, that I like to always see since they you know they took away that thing that i'm not going to mention but um the boat sank get over it (laughs) somebody sent me a link to the music and and some lights so that i'm i'm happy again but at epcot on the the fountain stage there in future world they have joyful uh, a gospel celebration of the i haven't seen that yet that is really you you can't help but get involved with the music and and watch them perform they really they're great they do gospel they do jazz they do um rhythm and blues it's it's just a little bit of everything and it it brings some life to the holiday season at epcot since they took so much away they brought everybody's looking at me i'm not gonna go there but you know remember when they oh, used i'm to, waiting for it i'm waiting for it you know when they used to have the characters come out and on what, the else? what else did they used to have I'm not going to go there. I'm going to be good Lights today. Lights of winter. I'm going to be the mayor of Bittertown. But, um, she is. Kathy's very, for those who don't realize what we're talking about, they took something away in Epcot a few years ago, and Kathy is very, very bitter. It's, it's the, it was the whole experience, because I said we would go over probably almost every night to see them bring the, the, the bus out, the double-decker bus that had the characters on it, and they had cast members from all the countries talk about some traditions from their country and everybody sang songs and it was like it made your world like a whole lot smaller i miss that they took away like the heart of christmas somebody gives cindy lou who a, a i'm sure there's other people out there but i mean it was like I know dolphins and whales are beaching themselves right now <laughs> from the pitch of that response i was going to behave myself but the heart of christmas they threw it into the ocean the yes they did they did. I'm sorry. God, that was so, gosh, that was so graphic. My gosh, Kathy. It is. I'm sure there's other listeners out there that agree with me that that was something that they look forward to participating in. Yes, but Christmas. they're all in therapy. Yes, they probably are. We're all in there together. Oh, but I... well, heart of so that's that's my <laughs> the heart of Christmas has been ripped out. <laughs> have a magical have a I'm magical day. Merry right Christmas, now. everybody. So, oh my gosh. We're going to uh, shoot back to Shane Thomas. Oh. Um, so I don't, I don't really prepare three, but I, I think some of the ones that I were thinking of have already been mentioned. Osborne, for sure. Um, I love Candlelight Processional. It's one of my favorite things to do at Christmas time. I was actually in the choir for one year. How neat. Um, and so it's just, I just love the whole experience of just listening to the music and hearing the story and, and having the celebrity narrators there. Um, but I think the biggest one for me is just going around to the resorts. Um, it doesn't cost any money. It's free. And most of the deluxe resorts are like fantastically decorated. Like Wilderness Lodge, for example, is just beautiful. And Grand Floridian, you can just go hang out. There's usually Christmas music being played either by like the big band or the piano player. And then they have the gingerbread house. It's just very festive and just nice just to go spend some time. You can spend like a whole day just going to all the different yeah. deluxe resorts. Oh, yeah. I agree. And then the ones over near Epcot, you can like um, Yacht Club and Beach Club. They have like the Carousel Horse and uh, the little Christmas Village that they have set up in the Yacht Club. So yeah, the signature, the signature, or the signature, the uh, 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 deluxe, deluxe hotels 
are, are the ones that are going to have the really uh, kind of over the top uh, displays uh, to go look at. They're not doing so. They're well. all pretty. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Art of Animation does some funky well, stuff all, too. All Star has like ten foil Christmas trees or something. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's a <laughs> stop. I like those. It's I do too. It makes me think of Grandma. See, I um, in thinking about this, I I was kind of going. Um, for myself, the, 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 thinking about the traditions that I do every year, the things that have come to mean Christmas now that I live down here. Of course, a candlelight processional is is one of those, but uh, with the dinner package, I really like doing the dinner package. That's something uh, that mom and I and whoever else is around, but it's always mom and I, uh, do that every year. That's part of our, our Christmas tradition, um, that, we, that we do the candlelight processional dinner package. And uh, I'm not sure which restaurant... We're at this year, but I forgot what I booked. But John and I have a Christmas tradition around the candlelight processional too. We sit in the audience and try to figure out which one's going to faint. Spot <laughs> <laughs> the fainter. Um, one of my other ones is uh, buying uh, my gingerbread houses from the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian. Um, I have one every season that I get there. Plus, I buy like you know the the peppermint bark and you know all the other stuff I'm not supposed to have, but Obviously, if you're watching the video version of the show, I've put on a few pounds, so I've been hitting the peppermint bark maybe a little harder than I should. Oh. Um, but um, you know, the other thing for you know, it may sound cliche, but the other thing for me is the Christmas party. Like um, he's very merry Christmas mm-hmm. party. Normally this year, I'll have to go back when I'm not covering it and just kind of be there and give um, it another try and see it. But um, you know, normally that is one of those things, along with walking, just kind of walking around Epcot, having. That experience, especially when the di- different countries are decorated for Christmas, and you have that whole vibe going on, and that's why I was talking about the restaurants and the places that you eat. That you know, Le Cellier and Chefs de France certainly evoke that. Evoke that for me, uh, but Epcot in general kind of evokes that for me. There's always like you know, you said the uh, the joyful uh, performance in Epcot. I want to go see. Yeah, you have um, to see them. Uh, I, I've heard good things about them, and I've heard them like from like other the other side of the park. But I haven't gone up and watched. So, you know, another cool place to go. You didn't. You said Disney, but Celebration, mm-hmm. Celebration at Christmas, and it snows. I mean, I like that kind of Florida snow where you know <coughs> it comes down. You don't have to shovel it, whatever. Right. But they have like a horse-drawn carriage that goes through the town, and they've got the music. So if you're looking for a little quainter, more intimate Christmas, right? The, the problem, <laughs> the problem with that I had last year is if you plan on going to celebration after four p.m., you're not going to find any parking because right. they close that whole main street. Yeah, down. exactly. You know? Well, don't be the well, guy that one year um, he didn't heed the warnings that they were going to start making it snow, and he left his car there, and they snowed around where his car was. He wasn't very happy when he came out. Um, the other thing that I want to mention to people, it's a tradition I do almost every year, um, is ice over at the Gaylord Palms mm-hmm. uh, off of Osceola Parkway. Um, the tradition there is we have uh, a dinner at the buffet restaurant is a Villa Flora. Um, amazing, amazing buffet. Blanca, but no, I've been watching too many Housewives. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, and uh, this is over at the Gaylord Palms. Amazing. First of all, that atrium, that incredible atrium mm-hmm. decorated for Christmas is pretty stunning. The outside of the hotel is always so great. It is. They always decorate mm-hmm. that so beautifully. And uh, so, yeah, we would do, uh, do ice and then go have dinner. And uh, ice is amazing. They turn, like, huge parts of their convention center into a winter wonderland with these massive ice sculptures and they keep 
the, all these rooms at like 20 degrees. Actually, it's an exterior building that they put up just for that. Oh, is it? I thought it was yeah, in the convention no, you walk, space. You walk through the convention center, and oh, then you walk right. back outside to this giant frozen tent. And that's it's amazing. It's pretty wild. And they do. I mean, it's really creative. And they do the, They do this apparently at all the Gaylord. Yeah, they do uh, properties. Um, but you know, so certainly down here is something. If you have a rent a car, there's not really any easy way with I think regular transportation. So not Disney transportation to get over there. But if you have a chance, I really recommend it. Villa uh, Flora for dinner and uh, ice at the Gaylord Palms. Are they doing anything additional? Remember the year they did like snow and fle- freezing, freezing rain and slush. Remember when they did <laughs> snow? And they did slush like, comes in January. This, year's, <laughs> this year's theme is Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Yeah. Because one year they did a whole second thing where it was ice and snow. Don't you remember that? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, that was in like 2010, I think. Thank 2011. you. 2011. Baby remember. hitter knows what I'm talking about. Baby oh hitter. Baby hitter. <laughs> no, I, I step on babies. Step baby step on. I step on babies. Step on I want babies. that in a bumper sticker for you. I step on babies. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, I'm not sure what you call it, but it's that thing where you get a hotel room and you close the blinds and you turn the lights off and you drink. That's my favorite thing to do at Christmas. I enjoy that the most. I call it happiness. Do you? <laughs> Actually, no, no, you call it Thursday. Right, we call it Thursday. I just want you to know he's a thief. I was Kevin's joke earlier. He's a thief. Um, Actually, Sean mentioned it. Going around the resorts is my favorite thing. I love to go and see all the different decorations. You talked about Grand Floridian. The Grand Floridian feels old-fashioned to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're having an old-fashioned Christmas. The um, Wilderness Lodge feels that way, too. Yeah, like. Wilderness Lodge is a great feel I picture Christmas. you dressed as Scrooge going from resort to resort. <laughs> no, he's Mr. Fezziwig. See, I like when they I like when they pick the Victorian era because people had to work at Christmas. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he's the love child of Scrooge and Mr. Fezziwick. It's really kind of what he what he is. People had to work, and I haven't been uh, this year. But usually, it was seeing the lights on the castle, the castle light show. So I don't it's know beautiful. how it is this year if it's still as good or not. It's because but, it's not Thanksgiving yet. That's true. That's why we haven't been yet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm kind of a stickler for that. It, Christmas doesn't happen until after Thanksgiving. I understand in Florida it happens in September. <laughs> or in Cracker Barrel it starts in July. But it doesn't happen to me until after Thanksgiving. I don't even want to see it. We already have a neighbor who has the blow-up Santa that goes... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have neighbors that have lights up. Doesn't it kind of freak you out, though? I mean, I'm thinking, okay, Thanksgiving's this week, but... Oh my god! I don't have my decorations out yet. I'm, I'm, I hate that I'm starting to feel that I know way. That it's, it's, maybe it's just my... Peccadillo, my weirdness. It it doesn't happen until after Thanksgiving. Well, I, I'm willing to take them one at a time. Now that uh, Dixie Stampede's no longer here, I had no idea when it was August or not. That's right. You know, <laughs> they they put up that aluminum Christmas tree, and that even wasn't the good aluminum Christmas tree. <laughs> and now it's a Forever Twenty One. Yay! Um, it's a hard like, candy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny story about that song. Um, I like to drive around celebration and look at the decorations. I actually like to drive around any neighborhood and see people's decorations. Fort Wilderness. I I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy celebration at the holidays. Anytime from Thanksgiving till Christmas. What's that neighborhood that used to put the lights out? I don't know if they still do it. It's the what we would call the museum neighborhood north of downtown. Uh, Right off Orange Avenue, they every neighbor both sides of the street used to do the Candelaria, Mm. where they would line their driveways. I think there was a fire, so they might have stopped. Uh, no, they gave people those fake candles. Yeah. They put 
paper bags out and they put luminaries, candles. Luminaries, yeah. 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 And they lie in their driveways. But everybody did it, so the whole neighborhood was It was up. very cool to drive through and see it. We used to do that after we would go to Candlelight Processional and then we would go drive around downtown Orlando to see that and then we would go home. Tell me about the thing St. Cloud did that one year where you drove through it. Oh, um, <laughs> out at the rodeo. They had. You know, a story is always going to be good when it starts out at the rodeo. <laughs> well, it's now the. What's it called now? Um, Osceola Farm and Feed. Or something like something. that. It's yeah. huge, this huge area. What they did was it was like $10 a car, but they set up 20 or 30 light displays. You turned your radio to a certain station, and as you drove through, they did this all in the parking lot. It was all set to a timer, so when your car got to it, the lights would come on. And it was different Christmas scenes and Christmas things. It lasted about 45 minutes, and we had a great time doing it. So that's fun. I like the smaller stuff. I love Disney, but um, I like some of the smaller stuff, too. I agree. Um, Going to the uh, different resorts and kind of just sampling. I think if you take the Backstage Magic Tour that they offer, they used to take you through the Christmas. Well, I think they do a holiday backstage tour, too, where they take you back to the... And they explain that they start next year's Christmas in January. Oh, yeah. So I think to myself, the work that goes into that, you know. Oh, so, that's a year-round thing at Disney right. World. So I enjoy that. I enjoy seeing the, 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 lab, the fruits of other people's labors that, you know, put up these Christmas trees. And just to see what they've chosen as their theme that year and stuff like that, they really do a good job of it. I think I like the feeling of Christmas at Disney more than any activity. Yes, yes. You mm-hmm. can get that sort of warm, fuzzy hometown feeling. I love the Main Street in Hollywood Studios. I think Hollywood Studios does great decorations, and they have, like, old-fashioned department store windows. That yeah, they do. they do. And they I do. think that's what something that happened when I was a kid. The department stores always decorated their windows, so I really enjoy that. Yep. And you talk about going around resorts. Um, you know, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do, you mentioned Fort Wilderness, get that golf cart and drive around... These folks decorate those campsites, I mean, mm-hmm. to the nines in some cases. And it is so great. And funky. Um, some of it's weird oh, it's awesome. funky. It's yeah. awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, it's one of, my, one of my all-time favorite things to do. I also like it when there's cooler weather here. Yes, mm-hmm. like now. I'm uh, loving this. Even more. Yeah. I want to wear a sweatshirt when I go out in uh, Disney at Christmas time. I want it to be cool enough that... You need, need a little something extra, right. yeah. Dustin, what about you? What's your... Uh... Yeah, all of mine have been mentioned now. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. It's, her- it's horrible when you're last, right? Yeah, it is. Well, Craig's still got to go, too. But um, uh, No, uh, Fort Wilderness, for sure. Uh, definitely like going around Fort Wilderness. Um, I guess we didn't really mention this. I like Holiday Wishes. Uh, that fireworks show is really, amazing, yeah. Really can't be beat. And but then, Wishes in general. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, great fireworks show. But love holiday wishes. Usually they have the uh, 360 or wraparound fireworks. And then um, my all-time favorite is uh, the uh, spectacle of dancing lights over at Hollywood Studios. Another thing, you mentioned Gaylord Palms and some of the other things in the central uh, Florida area. Um, You don't have to go into this place, but you can at least enjoy the decorations on the outside. Um, uh, The Holy Land Experience has some really cool uh, decorations no. On the outside, I've uh, never yeah, really yeah. looked. They, they light it up really well. I don't care, you know, what, what how you feel about the place, but um, definitely drive past it and look at the lights. It's kind of cool. Okay, cool. Gregory, what about you? Well, let me take you on this three-hour journey. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, such a freak! I love you guys. <laughs> now, uh, the 
I'll start with the deluxe resorts. <laughs> Hopping around those. Uh, everyone said it already. Can I go home? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Can I leave the nook? Um, my second one is actually uh, in at Fort Wilderness, not necessarily driving around and seeing all the decorations. That's awesome. But this past year, uh, Kylie and I went to see Hoopty Doo right at New Year's, and they decorate the inside. And like during the portion where you eat, normally they play like "Oh My Darling" songs like that. But they do like Christmas songs on the uh, piano and the banjo, and it was actually a really nice touch. It was kind of like a good old fashioned Southern Christmas. Um, I, I liked it. Like Parking the ones you used to have back in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Exactly. Like the ones we had in Pennsylvania. Um, Daddy on the banjo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but banjo, um, was, banjo was the family dog. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Sorry, Dad. Uh, but then uh, my my favorite one. Um, Daddy and banjo meant something entirely different in his house. <laughs> I think my favorite is probably actually, um, uh, I can't, oh, Illuminations, the the holiday tag. Oh, yeah. So, Walter Cronkite talking about peace on earth and goodwill and all that jazz garbage. I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry, but, I cracked myself up. No, that's cool. Um, and But I, I have to say, after being out in Disneyland for Christmas now, I, I know I'm gonna get shunned, but I don't think anything out here can compare. I agree. So your favorite Christmas thing in Disney there. World for Christmas is Disneyland. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it um, it's something that, that's something I've wanted to experience for a while. I haven't gotten out there really for the holidays, so very excited that I will be out there and get a chance to see this stuff. It's uh, firsthand this year. It's just ridiculous. You've, it feels like Christmas twenty four seven. No matter where you go, every attraction has some sort of decoration on it. Hmm. Um, okay. And then they find just little ways to improve, like Monsters, the Monsters, Inc. ride in California Adventure. Nothing Christmas about it, but, like, they put a Santa hat on Roz at the end of it. Like, just... They, the they simple go, things. Yeah, I'm exactly. You, it is. I, I wish we did that in Disney World, but... Um, we don't have a Roz. We don't have a Roz. Craig, well, do you we put do. up a Christmas tree at home? Uh, yeah, ours is already up. We haven't decorated it yet, though. Aww. Yeah. So sweet. No, I won't go up until after Thanksgiving. I don't want to incur the wrath of Kevin. <laughs> Put that stuff away. It's not Thanksgiving. Do you take it down New Year's Day? If no. it was me, I would take it down in April. Once it's up, I love it up. Yeah, but I, I can't. It time goes. My mother used to say as she got older, time went really fast, and I didn't believe her. And now it's like time goes fast enough. I can't. Yes, I don't want to keep rushing it. You know. I mean, I won't. Christmas won't even be here, and stuff will be Valentine's Day in the stores. And I think to myself, you know, this is ridiculous. It's going too fast. Just let it be what it is. Enjoy it. Exactly. To, Try to. Right. So, and I don't mean to belabor this point, but Christmas doesn't happen until <laughs> Friday. All right. So, what about personal? things that you do for Christmas? What's like a personal tradition not related to Disney? Oh my, how mm. personal. I can tell you mine. I really like to have our house decorated. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. I like it well, when the weather turns cooler here. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving night, Thanksgiving night, uh, every Thanksgiving, uh, I watch uh, mm -hmm. National Lampoon's uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm. I say there are certain movies, uh, Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. And we've actually added a new one recently. Four Christmases with Reese Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Reese without her spoon. Vince Vaughn. We love this movie. I uh, Elf 
with uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. Oh, that cracks me up. It's what about the really old classics? I hate it. It's a wonderful. See, I watch it without. Oh, him. oh how about White 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 Christmas? Christmas. It's a wonderful. It's not about life. Christmas. This is an Snow. ongoing argument. No, I like the new stuff better. No. I do. I the newest one I like is Hail Caesar. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's that. one of John's favorites. I Christmas love that in one. Connecticut. I love Christmas, Christmas in Connecticut. I love it. I love right. it. I, mean, I don't like in. It's a Wonderful Life. No. I think oh. it's because I've watched it 800 times. It's just enough. I have well, a piece of movie trivia for you before you go on. Okay. You've, have you seen Home Alone? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know the scene where they're trying to get back and there's a guy who's in the airport trying to help him out with John Candy. Mm-hmm. The van? or Right. But yeah. before they get to the van, there's yeah. a guy there. Do you know At who the, yeah. You know who that guy is no. in the movie? Not off the top of my head. He's Ralphie from. Oh, is really? Story. Is it Ralphie? Yep. Oh, I'll have Billingsley. To watch it. What's his Peter name? Billingsley. Ra- yeah, Peter, Peter Billingsley. Billingsley. So, Boys in the Nook, do you watch old classics? <laughs> Boys in the Nook. Yes. I enjoy <laughs> Jingle All the Way with Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I know. I love Christmas Vacations, my number one. Uh, Christmas, Christmas Vacation, movie. Christmas Story, Muppet Christmas Carol, for sure. Yes. Muppets. Um, but oh, yeah, um, White Christmas is Scrooge with Albert Finney the musical. Right. Oh no, 71. Reginald Owen. No, 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 so overreacting. No, the Scrooge with Albert Finney. I love it. Look, it's my favorite. One. I've, I always say the if if uh, you know Christmas Carol, and I believe this is true, is the the greatest story ever told in human history. The only way to improve upon it is with the Muppets. I liked it with Susan. I think the greatest, whatever happened to the Jesus story? I was just going to say the greatest story ever told was, I believe, the birth of Christ Susan and Lucci then Scrooge. <laughs> You're mixing I, your stories up. Yeah, um, but you know, I just want to throw Terminator before we might be in there though. Termi- too. Yeah, Terminator. Uh, Die, hard. Die Hard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just want to throw this in because uh, I've been asked about it on on Facebook. Um, I've gotten both the uh, Xbox One and the PlayStation Four. Uh, that just came out. Everybody's asking me which one I prefer, and I'm ready now to declare a winner in the console wars. It is Xbox by a mile. For Disney Infinity or just in general? No, I'm talking about in general. Oh, okay. um, just Xbox One by a mile. Agreed. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So there's that. If you can get your hands on one. I pre-ordered it in August. Both of them. And I forgot where I, I'd forgotten where I ordered the Xbox from. And was looking for the receipt, like the confirmation email, and I couldn't find it. I'm like, well, maybe I didn't order it. And then I look in the pile of boxes that was waiting for me when I got back from the cruise, and there was one from Microsoft with my Xbox One in it. <laughs> Day one edition. The graphics are amazing on it. Both of them. Both of them have great graphics. Just the user interface on Xbox is much better. Pete's and the, favorite Christmas thing is teasing children who can't get presents. Yeah, really? Well, it, you can also, what I really love about it, you can, it, it interfaces with your TiVo, and you can control your television and your TiVo, voice activated from your couch, and it works really, really, wow. really well. Tell it, what's on, you know, watch ABC, and it will go to the, if the High Def channel is available, it will go to the High Def ABC channel. You, it's it's wild. It's, it does some really really cool stuff. I love the Xbox One. I think they did a great job with it. So cool. that's the winner of the console wars now. Everybody else can just forget about it now. Forget about it all. Well, I have a quick Christmas question. What's the one thing that you either make or have to eat that tells you that Christmas is here? Reservations. <laughs> a Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know the Thanksgiving meal is the beginning of you it's know the beginning of it. Not one specific one. Yeah particular food no or just no it's stuff? just you know it's just like you know making the meal for thanksgiving i know is just kind of that's the entree to christmas that's the and Kevin? that's the appropriate we make christmas. <laughs> homemade sausage so we do like christmas and easter so i know come 
you know, the it's holidays. coming up on that time now that we'll make our homemade sausage, and that's our tradition. It's been through the generations. Awesome. Ours is hard candy. We make hard. Yeah. Candy of different flavors, and this is like stuff that can kill you. It's it like is so sharp. Something no, like we, we prefer bludgeon it. somebody with it. Something very specific for me. I grew up in Virginia, and we would always go to uh, Colonial Williamsburg in the fall and before Christmas. And uh, so they would have this little uh, tavern that had uh, gingerbread cookies, but they're like these big fluffy gingerbread cookies and and homemade ginger ale. And that just mm, reminds that's me wow. of the oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it's awesome. That sounds great. It's like a little house on the prairie, Christmas. <laughs> Yes, he, he was Laura. It was Laura Ingalls. It was Laura Ingalls. An eggnog milkshake from McDonald's. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. We make a bunch of cookies. Ginger snaps, um, butterscotch bars, different things like that. But yeah, Thanksgiving meal, that's like one of my favorite meals. That's the, that's if I had, the to, if like I had to choose one favorite meal, it would be turkey stuffing, all that stuff. And then the leftovers day oh, yeah. after day. Oh, the turkey, the turkey sandwiches. See, I, I make a pumpkin bread that I use as the basis for my... Uh, your turkey sandwich. My turkey sandwiches. Because they're all open face. Yeah. And oh, oh, my God. Oh, no, no. That's I, I'm hungry for that now. I, <laughs> I go through all that cooking just so I get to the, the, just, the next yeah. day when I can have. I went to, um, I was in Maine one time in the fall, and they made pumpkin bread for just before Thanksgiving, and then they made French toast out of it. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Which was really good. Oh, that's a great idea. I love pumpkin anything, though. I mean, I, you like pumpkin pie? I don't like pumpkin pie. Really? No. So. Start of the holidays for me is the pumpkin cake cups at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And I know it's the weird, but are that's here. really kind of right. It's one it? of those things that you, you know, see it on sale and you think Christmas is here. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas. There are certain smells that put you in the Christmas mood. Cinnamon. Yeah. It does that? Absolutely. Anybody? Right, let's go home and decorate. Yeah. No, well, not till Friday. Oh, sorry. Well, we need to wrap up because I need to go clean my house and start cooking because I'm having people Thursday. So, but uh, thanks everybody for your holiday suggestions and you're sharing your personal things that you do for the holidays when nobody's looking. Oh my. I'm looking directly at Teresa. Yeah, really. I'm thinking about those personal things too. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Lord. That's why she makes hard candy. Okay. Oh Lord, end it now. Put me <laughs> out of my misery. <laughs> All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember, have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.